This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. What a show I have in store for you today. I'll tell you one thing. Whew. Coming up to today's show, I was thinking about several things we could talk about. I know the Premier League is coming up, but I thought I'd save that for Wednesday. The one thing I was thinking about is the importance of mental health, especially during the process of COVID-19, quarantine, then obviously what happened with um, George Floyd as well. That's another thing. So there's so many things that society has tackled and we went from one virus to another when it came down to the COVID-19 virus and then the virus of racism. So one thing I do want to tackle is how mental health has been, you know, pretty much on the front of every umbrella we look at regarding all the things we deal with from A to Z. Someone else who tackled that was Prince William and he spoke to the Arsenal football team regarding mental health and the importance of being an athlete and being a role model is. So I'm going to touch on that. A little story which, um, so I'm from the south of London, for those that don't know, born and raised, lived there most of my life. And um, it's very nice to hear that the community back there are doing a few things and a certain person put them on the map and that is Stormzy. So if you're wondering, what does Stormzy have to do with sport? I'll tell you what he has to do with sport. He went down to um, a boxing gym in the UK, in the south of London, to um, to just help. And that sounds really weird, but a friend of mine, Derek, shout out to Derek uh, in London, who teaches and certifies uh, people when it comes down to health and fitness, especially those that are trying to turn their life around. So for those that are recovering from substance abuse or coming out of jail and trying to really turn their life around. Uh, Derek was at the boxing gym and Stormzy rocks up. And I'm going to tell you about the story of what happened with that a little bit later on. So that's something I'm going to be talking about. And also, here's something for the coaches and the non-coaches, the clients as well. Some grassroots coaches take offense when questioned why they don't bring a session plan to training. They say they can memorize it. Is that them really memorizing it? Or is that something that they're being lazy about? That's going to be the topic of the day. So make sure you stay tuned on the only place to be at three. The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire then. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's on 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're catching up with us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami, we appreciate you. And you know what? i got to make it a special show because everyone who's tuning on the Instagram live is already getting me buzzed, already getting me into this, into this show. And I will say one thing. We've gone through quite a bit of stuff together um, for the last three months, be it on 
the uh, halftime show, be on my own show, be on Instagram Live, and that's something that's that's key. But amongst the things we've gone through is obviously affected our mental health. Now, mental health is something I was discuss- discussing way before we started um, lockdown and the importance of it, and especially for men to be able to speak out about uh, mental health and how sometimes you kind of have to break that stigma that, you know, you got to man up and, and, and not discuss emotions or feelings. So that's something I, I want to do. But what I liked recently is... We went through COVID-19 and obviously that affected our mental health because we were under lockdown and respecting social distancing, etc. Then after that, slowly things started to resume and we went back to work or at least some of us went back to work, uh, albeit at respectable distances. And we then started to realize that the other virus, which is called racism, is still on the cards. And in that virus, you know, it also reminds us that within society, there's still people out there who are ignorant and still people who have a lack of education when it comes down to race and culture and belief and and so many different things. The Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, has taken part in a discussion about mental health with the Arsenal players and coaches. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on YouTube. Very, very cool. Um, Last month, it was reported that the government had given the Premier League the green light to return in June, which was very, very positive. However, They've taken their time, the German League opened up, and then after that, the Portuguese, the Turkish, the Spanish, etc. With the football season set to make its return, Prince William joined the video call with members of the Arsenal Football Club to shine a spotlight on mental health. Um, it's part of the Royals' Heads Up campaign, if you haven't heard of that. The Heads Up campaign is, is a partnership between Heads Together and the FA, which uses football to spark conversation and raise awareness about mental health. I've always said, if you have the platform to be able to, you know, educate people and raise awareness, that will save lives. And I genuinely, genuinely mean that because there's so much more to sport than just the result, the process, the journey, um, what it teaches you through victory, through losses, through draws, whatever you want to name it. There's experiences within that. And I've always said that with that, it's really important that these people, the people that are important, come onto their platforms and talk about it because once they talk about it it then allows us normal people to be able to think you know what it's okay to speak about it it's it's okay to listen to people and see what they say and uh, the com- uh, you know the conversation coincided with the announcement that this year's FA Cup final provisionally scheduled for the 1st of August will be renamed the Heads Up FA Cup final in honor of the initiative so that's already now causing people to ask why why would it be called the Heads Up Initiative? What are we trying to get here? What is Heads Up? Well, if you're not tuned into the show and you're not sure, then I'm telling you now, the Heads Up campaign is very, very good for allowing people to then divert into the importance of factors we face every every day, every day in life, and that is mental health. So shout out to uh, Prince William for that. That's something that I liked. Of course, it helps that he was speaking to Arsenal, which caught my attention. So any Arsenal fans, listen, you got a treat because you got Prince William and you got the Arsenal team. Um, and, and I kind of like the whole idea of treating them like humans as well as athletes, because that gives you the... You know, the, re- the, the reality behind it, we hear so many cases, uh, depression, anxiety, you know, uh, people committing suicide. And, and this is something that helps with that and saves lives. And as I said before, once you start to use your platform to be able to raise awareness, it's a beautiful thing. Very, very nice thing. Someone else that's been doing that is Arteta, Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager. 
he said it's important to create a safe space for football players so they can feel comfortable coming to speak to you without feeling judged or whether that's going to have a consequence for them whether they're going to play or not because there's been a lot of pressure on the footballers to be able to come back and rush and you know once Boris I don't know why I said his name on the show but once Boris um, said it's okay to come out but it's not okay to come out you can do this but you can't do that really leaving a bit of uncertainty the players obviously have their families to worry about their newborns etc etc it's it's key that then we channel into these athletes emotionally and mentally because that gets them ready for when they resume and that's what i think Mikel Arteta has done very well and i did say to you in the beginning of the show that we are going to resume the premier league on wednesday and i can't wait and ironically the first game shows that Arteta will play against his former club, Manchester City. So I won't give you too much on that. You're going to have to tune in on Wednesday, 3 to 4, on the Halftime Show on Pulse95. But coming up next, a little incident that happened in south of London with one of your favourite artists, Stormzy, and it's to do with a boxing gym. Stay tuned for the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Well, let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host coming everything sport international local. Shout out to Abel, Tarek, Murad, Muhammad, uh, Hatim, and everyone tuning in on the Instagram live at Pulse95 Radio and, and at Omar Al Duri, if I can say that properly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Some very, very good points, especially about today's topics, uh, including coaching, racism, uh, the boxing gym that I was talking about, and also Prince William and his effect on mental health, which has been very, very key on what we're doing here. Um, shout out to Sama as well, who's uh, just walking into the room very, very quietly, so I don't mention her name. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I do want to speak to you about, which I mentioned before the break, was sometimes we do say that um, artists, uh, athletes, celebrities, they don't really do enough for the community. Now, here's a story that uh, one of my close, close friends in the UK, shout out to Derek DP, who is an educator and goes round to a lot of the facilities, the gyms and the places to be able to educate not just people on training, health and fitness, but also helping people have a second chance when it comes down to turning their life around. If they made mistakes in the past, you know, if they went to jail, if they did all sorts of things, if they want to pick their life up again, Derek is there. And Derek was going to one of these gyms, these boxing gyms, which uh, has a lot of these people which open up the doors to everyone on the streets, off the streets, to kind of give them a second chance. And he bumped into a certain artist called Stormzy. Now, for those that know Stormzy, obviously he's come to the scene for a long time. A grime artist, someone who's had multiple hits and um, featured in some of the biggest concerts in the world, uh, famously in, uh, in a bulletproof vest and uh, a Banksy um, artwork placed all over it. So that's one thing. But as he was there, he was asking Stormzy, what are you doing here? And uh, some of his students obviously recognized Stormzy and approached him. And to be very, very fair, Stormzy was uh, donating £10 million to UK organizations, charities and movements tackling racial inequality, uh, justice reform and black empowerment. Now, the Grime star 
said he will make his donation over the next 10 years. And he also said we have to fight against the odds of a racist system stacked against us and designed for us to fail uh, from before we are even born, which was very, very interesting. Um, it's not the only thing he's done, Storm. He's also funded the black British students at Cambridge University. So he's been very, very active, let's say. And that's something that we don't hear enough of when it comes down to celebrities, artists and, you know, athletes who are giving back to the community unless it's like a PR stunt, which, to be honest, I didn't hear about this at all from the media. I heard about this through a friend of mine in the south of London, where we're from, who was going to this place to be able to help um, less privileged people pick their lives back up. We've all made mistakes before, so it's nice that Derek was doing this and then he bumped into Stormzy. And that's when Stormzy said, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing a few things for the community when he was asked, why are you here? Text us on 4215. When was the last time you bumped into someone, whether it's a celebrity or an athlete or someone, let's say, that you watch on TV or listen to on the radio? And they were just very down to earth, very easygoing, nice to talk to. And you were surprised by it because normally when we watch people on the screen, we have this vision that they're larger than life. But when they turn out to be humble, it's it's really, really nice. And I was so happy to hear this story with, uh, with Stormzy because, we, you know, we see him as a grime artist. We see him as someone that comes on normally on the music scene, on in the charts, in um, the festivals and the carnivals and things like that. But what he's doing now is is actually giving back, not just to the community, but funding, um, you know, equality, racial uh, abuse, and also the boxing gym, which is unknown at the moment. Uh, and uh, and I love hearing that. So let us know what you think. Slide into the DMs at Omar Duri. Tell me what you think about this action that Stormzy has. And for all the coaches out there, not just coaches from the health and fitness, but coaches in general, I want to hear your opinion on this. Some coaches take offense when questioned why they don't bring a session planner to uh, the coaching session. Their excuse might be that, you know, they've got it all memorized, etc., etc. But is that really an excuse or is that something that they genuinely do? I want to hear about your thoughts. Being a coach myself, I've gone through different spirals when it came to this. And actually, I, I understand from the FA, the Football Association in the UK, that if you don't have a planner or you don't have a plan, sometimes that may, may be perceived as you winging it. So I want to hear from you. Slide into the DMs at Omar Duri. Let us know what you think, and I will bring that up right next. After the break, got some more amazing tunes. This one up is by Rihanna. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Duri on Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that that time is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I could barely even say the time. <laughs> That's when you know I'm buzzing from what's happening on the Instagram live at Pulse95 Radio and at Omar Alduri. Thank you so much. For tuning in the topic of the day was regarding coaching and i have a couple of really really good um followers online who are giving me some really good insight i'm going to touch on that in a second the topic was some grassroots coaches take offense when questioned why they didn't bring a session planner to training 
If you've been a client or if you are a coach, let me know what you think of that. Text us on 4215, it's salat or do, or slide into our DMs as you've been doing at Omar Duri and let me know. They say they can memorize it and that's completely fine. What isn't fine is turning up to a session with no plan. Adapt the plan by all means, but don't make it up on the spot. Right. Take the floor, people. We've got a lot of things in that. So basically, when I was doing my coaching badges at the FA, a lot of the time we had to be very careful because we were assessed on everything, especially when you move up higher in the rankings when it comes down to coaching. Assessing and just monitoring everything is so key when it comes down to the athletes and the people that you're managing. Now, if you were an athlete or if you were one of those people being coached, do you notice these things? Do you notice if a coach has a planner in hand, if he's uh, writing notes down, if he's actually structured the plan? Is he sticking to the time is another one which is very, very interesting when it comes down to that. So I want to hear from you. I have, I've got a few comments already coming in, which I'm going to touch upon now. And um, one of them is Hatim saying the foundation of coaching and people management is the same. I'm adapting to coaching a sport with different technical tactics, but the passion is there. The planning, etc., drives us, drives the process. Um, Murad uh, is also commenting on having three different types of coaches. The first coach was uh, pretty much all out, but that didn't last because it was three months. The second one was for a year, but also what he's saying here is that it was more based on protein supplements and it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, what he had in mind. And now it's very different, of course, and you know that. Thank you very much, Murad. appreciate that. Feedback is key to each and every athlete. See, here's, here's the thing. In the style of coaching, there's always the form where you plan something for progression and you react to certain things if you notice emotionally mentally or physically um, when it comes down to assessing uh, a client or an athlete something i've learned to grow into is actually writing everything down and, and putting pen to paper a lot even though we have technology a bit more old school and i actually like to have um, things mapped out for me and um, I got that from Anthony Robbins, obviously the famous philosopher and um, motivational speaker and everything. He said you need to have a map. And with a map is a massive action plan. And if you aim to break that down from short to long term, you will gain results. Sometimes it's important to not run before we walk because as excited as the client or the athlete is, their health and safety is incredibly important in how you monitor things but here's something else when you are coaching different cultures different backgrounds do you notice that you have to act a certain way as a coach than um than you're used to uh sheikh i just jumped in the room on instagram live not in person and said uh, ahlan coach what's the topic of the day <laughs> good timing sheikh here's the topic of the day when it comes down to coaching if you were a, um, an athlete or a coach either way I want the perspective of, do you judge how the session goes by how it's planned? One, if the person has a pen and paper in their hand, writing notes, does that matter to you? Um, or do you think, I trust the coach, uh, he doesn't need to have a pen and paper. How are your thoughts when it comes down to that? Question coming in for me from Hatem. Here's a question for you, coach. How important as a coach do you think it is to get feedback from your participants? Okay, right on your performance or your program. Hatem, 
Very, very good question. Hatim is, is also a coach out there. I think Murad can answer that for me, Hatim, who's also on the Instagram live at Omar Al-Duri because he's one of my athletes. It's so important to be able to take feedback as a coach and be able to absorb the information that you've laid out. And also understanding different scenarios cause different reactions. And by saying that, the reactions that are being caused are not something that necessarily could be from your side or the athlete's side. It could be from the environment. It could be from the situation. It could be from something that triggers off something from childhood. So again, a lot of the time... Some people are scared of failure. But again, failure is only failure if you're not learning from the situation. So there's so many different perspectives on that. And to answer your question again, um, I really do believe it's very important to get feedback. Um, In programs that I've done in the past, and also my wife, shout out to Maria, just jumped in the room as well. It's very important to be able to absorb the information from the different types of backgrounds and the different types of environments and the different types of clients who are very, very interesting in their own right. They add their own flavor to what's going on. And that's why I always say, don't come ready with an answer if you haven't understood the question. It's so important to be able to gain so much knowledge as a coach from the people you are coaching because they're the ones that will help you develop. And it's not always it's not always been plain sailing for me either, Hatton. Thank you very much for your question. Um, it's not always been plain sailing for me either. I've been challenged many, many times. I've been challenged by my wife before she was my wife as a footballer as well. And so there's so many things that we learn from as coaches. It's also very important to stay humble and stay grounded because there's always going to be someone out there who's better, more experienced, stronger, faster. Um, you know, I've learned that. And that's why I try to remain open-minded. I always say enter with an open mind, leave with a mind full. And that's my segment on coaching. Keep the questions coming in because I'm still going to be commenting on the last segment where I give you a chance to comment on the topic of the day. See you very, very shortly right after Davido. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Panduri on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show and we're nearly reaching full time on the show. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in. Uh, and who's actually made the show even better than it was. You got Marium from the UK, you got Dino from the UK, you got Isa from the UAE, you got Hatim as well. Um, shout out. Uh, yeah, man, everyone, everyone who is tuning in, thank you so much. YT, if I knew your name, I'd say your name. But again, I was talking about um, coaching and I was talking about, do you judge uh, from a coaching perspective or even as a client or as an athlete do you judge the coach by having a planner with him a physical planner where he can record the session or are you someone that necessarily just goes with it and and trusts the process we've had different views coming on on instagram live murad was saying that he's had three different coaches all different approaches i think as you grow older and more mature especially in the life of coaching you kind of then adapt to certain situations and that also brought in you know training uh, men and training women and the difference and if there is a difference and especially with where we are in the world so in Europe it might be a lot more stricter 
in Africa again because it's growing it would take more time over here in the Middle East I think it's growing and I think there's been a lot of very very positive things to come out of Sharjah to come out of the Middle East to come out of the UAE which is great to see um, but I also I also do want to emphasize something and maybe this might have come across the wrong way the approach is very important and the perspective is very important every single person is different in how you handle them some coaches treat everyone the same some coaches coaches treat people differently in terms of on a on a one-to-one basis on how you handle things i would have to say that i've done both i've, I've treated someone in a way where everyone else can see what i'm doing um, but also because that would bring out the best in them um, but i also treated someone where i pulled them aside and spoke to them away from everything which again is something that they would respond to better so i don't think there's there's one answer for both if you do this side or that side you know that's up to you but i do think you you are stepping into a session and this is not only just for like coaches in general but also the new wave of coaches you know if you are stepping into the coaching world you know map things out plan things out because it really does make a difference not only for yourself but also for for the client and also your learning curve there's certain things that might surprise you in the way people respond you know i might have someone who is in denial for example or someone that always tries to let's say um what's the right word let's say doesn't respect the program but at the end of the day they're benefiting if they're benefiting then just leave your ego at the door let them think what they want to think as long as they keep coming back for more keep growing keep getting better then i would say right we've got something here and in the end you know when you do move on or when you do actually step away from that coach you will value them and you will appreciate them it doesn't have to be something where they say it vocally and i think that's very very key marium uh, from the uk says everyone has their own style and have to find someone comfortable with coach needs to get results i would like a plan but be adaptable very very good yeah 100 and actually something that's very interesting with what you said there is comfortable I think when you start to get comfortable with someone, there's different levels of comfort and trust as well. And I think if you trust someone, then you are comfortable. But as long as the program isn't comfortable, then we're getting somewhere. And we are reaching full time on the halftime show. I can't believe it's done already. Um, that flew by. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. And even the podcasts are available on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and Anrami. If you've missed the show and you're kicking yourself for doing so, head over to our SoundCloud page. Type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to it. Leave your comments and feedback. We appreciate that. As we said, feedback is important. And that's me, Omar Duri, from the Halftime Show is out. Make sure you stay tuned for those that are interested in Afternoon Karak with Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha Al-Mazmi right after this. Have an incredible day. I will see you on Wednesday for the Premier League show. Shout out to Claudia Khan. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.